All right, three, two, one. Here we go. Keith, welcome to the hive, buddy. What's up? How many times have we tried to do this now? Uh, about five. <laughs> Fuck, five times. Well, we finally got you here at least. So, Keith, why do we have you here? Oh, no, he doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Look at him. He's staring at me. I don't know what to say. I'm no, bad at this. We, you're not bad at it. You're good at what you do. So, Keith, we have you here. We know you from your business. So, what's your business? Um, Bulldog Strength and Conditioning out of Freehold. I own a, a strength gym. Yep, and you do strength and conditioning for a lot of athletes. You do the strength and conditioning for Carl, and that's pretty much how you and I got to know each other from working with Carl, and then you work with a lot of other guys too. I mean, your roster right now, I don't know if we have time to go down everybody that you're working with because it's like getting so steep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're working everything from amateur, wannabe athletes all the way up through UFC guys. You uh, you train Corey Anderson now? Yep, he's uh, just weighed in, made yeah. weight, and he fights tomorrow. He fights tomorrow. And anybody else that's fighting this weekend? Uh, no, no. But you have Corey, and you have you're with Frankie Perez now. I saw Frankie Perez. Yeah, and you've got Carl Roberson, obviously, and who else you have UFC wise? Um, that's it right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah, but still, you have a really impressive roster of guys coming from the best schools. I think every top gym in the basically yeah, I have, I have them coming is coming from, in now. Yeah, I'm losing track. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. What got you into strength and conditioning? Um, well, I started um, at six years old on the mats with my father. Um, he was a seventh degree black belt, uh, Shirinjiro Karate. Are you, you're from Freehold? Yes. And you went, I, you actually, you went to I, school with a friend of mine, Randy Manier. Yeah. 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 I'm in, I was born, raised, I'm a freehold kid from, I, I was born in freehold hospital. Now it's not called freehold hospital. I went to freehold township. Um, I joined the army off of 33 in freehold. I opened my first gym in freehold borough and now I'm in the township. So I'm talk about born yeah, and raised you, in freehold. Hey, man, I've been in Ocean Township. I'm a born and raised Ocean Township kid. This is my 20th year teaching in Ocean Township. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand a hometown yeah, situation. Yeah. It's funny for me, everyone that knew me, nobody figured I would still be here. Everybody figured, like, I was the one guy that when high school was over, I would go away. Yeah. And I'm, like, the one guy who stayed. Yeah, I stayed. But, yeah, but I traveled the I world, left a, too. Yeah, I left a little bit for the Army. So How long were you in the Army? Um, I did a six on, two off. So six active and uh, two inactive ready reserve. Where, where were you stationed? Um, well, I went to basic training in Fort Knox. Uh, I mean, uh, Fort Jackson. And I went to AIT in Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. What did you do in the Army? I what? was an 88 Mike. I was a truck driver. Okay. Joined the Humvees. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, when I, I joined off of, I, I was never going to join. It was not even a 1% chance. I never went camping. I never held a gun. <laughs> Um, I was actually going to Brookdale. I was driving um, when September 11th uh, happened. I was driving to Brookdale. I was going to criminal justice. I wanted to be a cop, correction officer. Um, and then literally four days later, I was patriotic. I signed up. No one believed me. Um, and then eventually people were like, did he really sign up? I'm like, yeah. And I got shipped off in January. Wow. Yeah. So I was just never, there was no, no one in my family was in the uh, military I just was feeling patriotic, and um, my, my professor at the time was like, I, I actually asked him like a few days later, and he was like, actually, it'll look great, great on your resume. So that was one, you know, that helped too. My 9-11 story is kind of weird one too. I had, I was in Japan for close to a month, and I flew home the day before. So if I actually didn't come home when I did, I probably would have been stuck there because I, I remember they closed down air traffic yeah, you would have coming been home there. for a while. I actually would have been stuck for weeks probably. So I was in Japan. I, I, I fought over there. and I, was, I did a training camp, and then I fought over there, and then I came home, and I was moving. So I had all my utilities off because I hadn't been home, and then I was moving to a new place, and I was driving back and forth, and I had – I had something playing, like I had a CD playing or something. I wasn't listening to the radio or anything, and I just see people pulled over on the side of the road, and I'm like, what's going on? And I remember I, I uh, turned on the radio, and like a plane just hit the towers, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And my mom was driving into the tunnel, and my mom was sitting in the Lincoln Tunnel traffic, saw the first plane hit, 
And she calls me and she goes, I just saw a plane hit the towers. And that was the first one, so we didn't really know. Yeah. And then she said, wait a minute, I just saw a second plane hit. And then it was like, you need to get the fuck out of yeah. there right now. And it was like, it was crazy. But yeah, that was that was weird. I was out of the country, came back, and then, yeah, that shit happened. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If around here, if you're from around here, the impact it had even on our local communities yeah, was, everyone was pretty somebody. Heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. You want to know a crazy one from there too was um, one of the ones that really upset a friend of mine. He went to the train one day and there were um, tow trucks all over the place. And he was like, what's all these cars? And I said, those are all the people not coming home. Wow. Yeah. They had to take like 50 cars out of Middletown's train station. It's it's sad, yeah. So insane. Yeah, yeah. So insane. Yeah. but, I mean, if it wasn't for September 11th, I would have never joined. But, you know, I, I, I'm glad I did. I experienced stuff that I would have never experienced. Um, yeah, so. what? It, so, education-wise, you were in Brookdale? when? Yeah, I was going criminal justice. And actually, when I got home, I became a correction officer. Okay. I did a test uh, correction officer for a little bit at Monmouth County Jail. Okay. Um, actually, my first... Um, so from six to eighteen, I, I was doing karate. I was training karate, studying with my dad. He um, actually had a dojo on Route Nine in Howell, Ultimate Karate Dojo. That was he got sick. Uh, my brother was a black belt. He was an accountant, so no one really wanted to take it over. We closed it. Um, so when my dad got sick, I stopped studying um, karate, and then I really started getting into lifting when I was nineteen. I actually got a bullshit uh, in-house certification from Powerhouse on Route 9 when I was 20, but I don't count that. <laughs> I, I really started getting into fitness. Actually, um, I got sent out to run the, fir- one, the first LA boxing around here. Now it's UFC gym. Yep. So I went to Costa Mesa, California to uh, learn how to run. Um, so that was about 13 years ago and I was managing one of, of course, the trainers, um, one of the boxing coaches didn't show up. They knew I had a karate background. The owner was like, guess what? You're teaching. And I was really nervous and I crushed it. Everyone loved it. And they put me on the schedule and that was it from there. <laughs> and then that's, <laughs> now, now, th- then that's the beginning of your fitness career. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I trained for years before that. Yeah, but, but then actual, you started to do it, make it a living. Yeah, and I and I always like the boxing gym, um, like I guess the boutique warehouse kind of gyms because I never worked at a big box gym. I actually, when I was in between um, like fitness jobs, um, Central State needed a, um, like a male boot camp um, yeah. presence and I took a job there. But that was, I always was in small little boxing gyms um and then i started my uh bulldog um bulldog strength and conditioning like uh, a little over it's gonna be about six years so your your strength and conditioning gets a lot of results yeah so there's a system to it and there's a point to it you're not just hammering people you no, have you no. have you have I a learned, very focused goal so i learned through the years i made mistakes um actually greg Quarantella was for my for how I got started in, um, I got to give him a shout out. Greg Quarantella was my friend, never lifted weights. Um, I had a little um, place in Friel Borough. He came to me. He never liked to lift weights. He was so against it. He was like, um, at the time, I was doing the conjugate system, power lifting, West Side Barbell. It's a strict power lifting. It's called conjugate system. And I How'd was, you get into that? Um, well, I got into it because... I'm not throwing anybody, any systems under the bus. I've gotten a lot of certifications. I was doing CrossFit at the time. Um, I looked really good, shredded. Um, physically, I, you know, I looked good, but I was getting beat up. I'm Anybody doing, who knows me knows my opinions on CrossFit. Yeah, I cro- haven't talked about it too much here. It's better but. now. The coaching's better now. I was doing the typical, I was deadlifting like shit. I was doing a ton of kipping pull-ups, and I was getting torn up. So I actually looked into the West Side Cert. Um, Greg Glassman for CrossFit calls it the, um, they call it the powerlifting cert, I think, but it's actually West Side. Okay. So I signed. Did he steal that from West Side or was he working with West Side? No, he worked with Louis Simmons. Okay. To, he obviously had to get permission. He gave him permission to use his system, but they didn't call it the West Side um, the West Side Cert. It, it was like thing. a powerlifting cert, but it was the conjugate system, West Side. So I went over, I went into the city for a two-day cert and fell in love with it. That's like the best thing I 
um, that's the best thing I ever did for my career for strength and conditioning. I, I think, I mean, there's a ton of systems out there, but I think the conjugate system is amazing. Um, so basically, to go back to Greg, so I used to, I experimented on him, um, but I, I learned, through, you know, I learned through the years that, you know, the fighters are just beat up most of the time they're coming to me, and I got to be smart with their training. You know, they don't have to walk out of my gym every time on their knees crawling. You got to be smart. No. Um, you got to get what they're doing with their other coaches, um, you know, when they're doing jiu-jitsu, when they're rolling, when they're sparring. Strength and conditioning has to be... For me, it, it's kind of the glue that binds it all together where the old school mentality of training was that strength and conditioning really it was the anvil which you just hammered yourself, yeah. but you can't do that, Not especially with in MMA. Yeah. Especially with Carl too. But, Carl's always training. So I, you know, you got to be smart. You got to know what he's doing, if he's tired and not just Carl, but all these guys. You but know? the thing is, and girls, I should say. But too. nowadays it's different because now everybody has to do a little bit of everything yeah. where 10 years ago it was different because a wrestler still primarily wrestled the striker primarily mm -hmm. was doing striking jiu-jitsu guys were primarily doing jiu-jitsu you have more specialists where now everybody's good at everything so the damage on the body's really different nah. and you you have to spend a certain amount of time working on certain things and then figure out the way that your body's not going to break down because I, I you know it's funny I get this a lot, and you probably have. So you get the I call him the civilian population. You know, it's the white collar guy who comes in and he has bro science in his head about how we do everything. Oh, it's a fighter's gym. I probably it's probably really dangerous for me to come here because you know you're probably going to beat me up and whatever. And I laugh and I say, a a brawler's gym where nobody competes is the most dangerous place to go. A place where a lot of people are competing is a safe place to go because. Athletes have to be at their peak to fight, not broken and battered yeah. all the time. So you don't walk into a fighter's gym and see teeth on the floor. <laughs> you walk into a fighter's gym and you see people that are treating themselves hopefully like surgeons. Yeah. They need their hands yeah. to do their job. So if you they're be smart, yeah. if you're not training smart, yeah. you're not allowing yourself the proper recovery time and all that, you show up at a fight not at peak but at your worst. Mm. And we're supposed to be getting all these guys ready to be their best. And that's why I say, you know, if you're going to find a place to train, you've got to be with people that understand how to peak people at their best, yeah. not just beat people down yeah. and make them feel like they did something. And that was my problem with CrossFit in a lot of ways, where you walked out dragging your ass because you felt exhausted and you may have been like, yeah, I worked out really hard, but the science is a little yeah. off on it. Yeah. It's a little it's a, too coaching much. Coaching is a lot better now. So well, if, when I went through Westside, I actually got frustrated and I was like, I got to change things up. My squat sucked. My deadlift sucked. My benching was off, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm running around a gym doing uh, 25 rounds of 20 box jumps, 20 kipping pull-ups, 200-meter run. I mean, those are good workouts. Gonna, yeah, it's fun. I, they'll kill anybody. It's but, fun to say, yeah, but yeah. And then my not whole, really good on your body. Yeah, my whole philosophy changed, and um, yeah, and you know, that, that, that you know, I, I don't like to say it's the best, but I, I think the conjugate system well, for, you, for athletes, like the dynamic effort, it's the speed, uh, banded, uh, it's bands, chains, speed effort, uh, they call it dynamic effort. I find it, I implement that a lot for the fighters. So let's put it this so way. So max effort means. But just put it this yeah. way. So where you are with the people you're working with, you feel that this is the best system for you. For me. And for what the goals that you're trying to achieve with the athletes you have. Exactly. So you don't have to say it's the best, but for you for right me, now yeah, and me, what you know best. and what yeah. you're doing yeah. and your results are your results. I mean, you're getting really elite results with your guys, yeah. so it's pretty hard to challenge that, yeah, that yeah. statement. It's working. Yeah, and then I, I get frustrated too with some of these athletes and fighters, and it's like literally so they will come to me two times a week, eight times a month. That's eight hours a month, and they'll see – significant changes in their speed strength and conditioning and then i still i'm still fighting with some of them you can tell somebody that you're gonna be stronger faster better conditioned for only eight hours a month and i still i'm still fighting it's amazing it two times a week eight times a month and i still have problems and i and the i'm fight. at the i'm at the point where i'm so busy now and i'm programming I'm not doing it anymore. My babysitting, if people don't want to come, if they don't want to, it's, I'm how, here for them. How, how long have you been running your own business right now? Um, so in this new spot in Friel Township, um, actually March was th um, three years this March. And then my older spot in the borough, 
Um, so in August, it'll be six years. So I, I'm going to be the old man comment now because this is 20 years for me. And I the one of the reasons why I, I like you is because I see the same struggles I went yeah. through. It's like, oh, shit, six years, I was in the same exact spot yeah. where – it's funny, as your business evolves and as your responsibilities and as you mature too, it's totally different. I mean, when I started my business, I was 24 years old. I didn't have a wife and a kid and my, I have another kid on the way. You know, Before, I had no one to answer to. I had aspirations that only meant something probably to me and like it was a little bit of ego. It's the new business thing. You're trying to make your mark. There's all this enthusiasm, but then it gets to a, the practicality starts to set in and it's how do you pay the bills and how do you live and how do you find satisfaction outside of some of the things you used to get before? <laughs> yeah. It's different. Life oh, changes. Yeah. You evolve. Yeah, yeah. People don't <laughs> And then opening up a gym, it's And then when you get to this point now, you've got a collection of guys that developed a little bit in the aspirational moment and now it's like, wait a minute. How do I fit all this together make a really good living and balance it all out and still achieve the things i want to achieve and yeah that's exactly i mean everybody runs into it and i mean i was telling you before a year ago i walked away from it i mm. said fuck this i don't want to do it anymore i just i didn't want to do it yeah. carl brought me back yeah and he brought me back in a way that it was the best thing i it was the best decision i ever made i felt like i made the best decision to walk away and then i knew for sure that the way I came back into it and the way my business has evolved and whatever, it's just been the right thing. But you kind of have to get to that point where you're answering to a, a higher position than yourself. I'm not saying God here. I'm talking no. about like, you know, your partner in life, uh, your your aspirations outside of the gym and just where you get to that point where it's like, you know what, my satisfaction is this and I have to create it and the people that subscribe to what I'm doing and appreciate me in this process, they're the ones I'll continue moving on because it's the one thing with athletes that you definitely run into problems. And I'm not throwing anyone to the bus. I've trained thousand athletes mm. at this point. There's a big pool of them though that don't give a shit about you Yeah, at all. Yeah. But it's a selfish business. Yeah. If I... If you were – just think about the I've mind fuck the years, though. But yeah. think of the mind fuck of a fighter in particular. It's unlike any other athlete you're ever going to work with. There's another human being somewhere in the world that's got them in mind every day trying to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing. It's two people that are going to get in a ring or get locked in a cage that are going to go to combat for our entertainment. And they may not be the same human being when they walk out. Hmm. And that – causes them to look at things a little bit different. And when people call them being selfish, I'm like, no, they're actually preserving themselves here. Mm. They have to do what they have to do. Yeah. But at the same time, you do have to have respect for your coaches and your trainers. Yeah. And you do have to pay people and whatnot. And if you can't figure out how to pay your bills and be a normal human being in this process, you shouldn't be in this because it's not meant for you. That's the one reason Carl and I get along. is because yeah. Carl, Carl respects every single part of the process and makes sure that each part gets what it has to to be able to survive. He doesn't sit there and say, me, 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 yeah. me. And that's why I like Carl. Corey Anderson's yeah, the same yeah. way. I just Corey's started, an extremely yeah. giving dude. Yeah. And that's why he's so successful. Yeah. And that's why he has so many good people around yeah. him. And it's really important that you get athletes like that. The ones that aren't that way, they all get weeded out in time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because their careers just flop because yeah. they don't mentally have it. They're not, they're not strong enough to take care of of their responsibilities. How are they going to take care of business when it comes fight time? Yeah. It's tough. I hate to be cold like that, but no, it's yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, but you know, in in time it grows and you know what's the other one too as a business owner, you know this already. You can't make everybody fucking happy. No, I've yeah, I did the wrong thing for 5 years basically trying to cater to I mean the wrong people. I think, it, I, I think it was Aristotle. Or, it was Aristotle or I, Socrates. It's, they made the statement, a friend to everyone is a friend to no one. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't be a friend to everyone. Yeah, I know. Well, that's my personality. I, I'm a very nice person. I can get along with anybody, but I, I've been taken advantage of through the years. And I'm not going to change for anybody, but I'm smarter now. Like, I, I'm, yeah. you know, because I... You probably even know, like, there's not a strength coach that's probably more involved in me. No. Like, Marie always gets mad, my partner, my girlfriend. She's always like, you are just too, you know. She's yeah. like, you would do this for free, and I probably would, but I'm learning now, uh, and I'm not going to make the mistakes that I did in the past. Because I basically was running in circles for five years. I was teaching classes. I was trying to teach all the classes, you know, 
But it's why you're going to... But now I don't really focus on classes, but, but, and I'm doing ten, a, a lot better now. But you set yourself up for success by doing that. Yeah. You, you're uh, so learned. passionate about what you do. You really embraced your passion, yeah. and now you're in a position where you, you've learned so you can be practical I won't do that and again. passionate. Yeah. Exactly. And I won't make that mistake again. Yeah. It's not a mistake. Well, yeah. It's not I mean, a mistake. It was five years of doing Do you the like same. where you are right now? Yeah, but it was five years of doing the same thing. Who gives a same, fuck? But yeah. you like where you are right now. Yeah. So yeah. all that shit got you here. So yeah. you didn't make any mistakes. Yeah, you did true. the right thing. You put yourself in a really good position. Yeah, yeah. People would, there's a lot of people I know that would beg to have the opportunities you've got sitting in front of you. Yeah. And you have the opportunities you do because you made the commitments that you did. You were passionate about it. You were honest about it. You acquired knowledge. You got good people coming to you because you did that shit. Yeah. I if guess, you, yeah, I didn't look at it that way. If you didn't way. go that yeah. path, man, you wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm I'm in this position now. Of course. I yeah. I mean, my, you, you learn, you move forward, it's all good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't dwell on the weird yeah, yeah. shit, No, man. I don't. No, I don't. I haven't been. Yeah, yeah. I look back at the things I did wrong, and I, I, almost, I almost am, like, shocked at how much effort I put out for what I was getting out of it, actually getting out of it, and to be like, man, how the hell did I do that for so long? Yeah, that's how so, I feel, yeah. But it's... I look at it as just another sign of strength and endurance. Not so much I was stupid. It was just I was young. Yeah. I was young. You know? It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> and, you, and, and we're all in a much better spot. Yeah. We're all... I well, mean, I did learn from it. Like I said, I won't make it again. No. And I'm in a lot better position now. I know my strengths. I know what to do. Um, and you have experience. You have yeah. experience. Yeah. And now that's, that's what makes you more valuable. If you didn't do that shit, you wouldn't be as valuable as you are today. Yeah, it's true. And your value just keeps increasing because what's cool now is all that running around gave you access to higher level athletes that you're getting really good results for. I know guys left people that are considered to be really good coaches are leaving and coming to you. Yeah. So think about yeah. that. I mean, I'm not throwing any names out no, there. No, 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 no. Because but I don't want to do that. I mean, I work seven days a week. I'm always, if I'm not in the gym, I'm programming, I'm studying, I'm doing the social media. I'm actually have too many really? hats. Really? Really? You're on social media? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many stories a day do you do on Instagram? You're like 5,000 stories a day. <laughs> it's insane. So, but I am wearing too many hats, but I'm actually, I'm getting a lot of good new coaches, interns that hopefully... By in six seven months, I'll be able to do what I'm trying to do, like partner up and yeah, that, know, that was like you that, know because I have some good partners right now that I'm not really doing much with because I don't really have the time. New Jersey Nutrition, Thrive, Iron Army, um, you know, there's so. Did you did you run through that? So when you were running around being chief cook and bottle washer, did you feel like every person needed to get you the yeah. you experience. Yeah, that's well. I did that too. That's yeah. why I'm saying it because then. Oh, I just had we. There was drama in the gym about eight months ago because I stopped really focusing on the classes. Like I was uh -huh. trying to do semi-private and then fo and I wasn't like focusing on the classes. And I had, you know, some people leave and not happy. And but I figured that's gonna happen. Yeah, though. that's happened, gonna happen. Yeah. But and you actually. Because some of these, the, some of the women left. It's actually the the, the energy and is and the atmosphere is so much better. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. How I, I that was what I was focusing on for five years. The wrong people and the wrong thing. And um, my my you know I I do teach a killer class, but my specialty right now is tr uh, programming for the individual, the semi private. It's results. And, yeah, and it's results, and that's where the most people are coming to the gym. As you see in the videos, almost ninety percent of the people now are small uh, semi-private training. Um, so that's and, great. Yeah, and we—I don't really have too much time for personal training. That's why I up my my pricing too. Like my in starting May, like I don't really have I don't really have time for the one on ones. Yeah, it's very yeah. hard. The thing that kills you on that too is when you're doing one on ones and they reschedule or they miss, yeah. and you and lose then, that whole yeah, hour. The whole hour, yeah. Oh man, that's that's the yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. That's that one really hurts. I yeah. know that one well. The one thing with it too is when you make. For me, taking a break allowed me to come back differently, and it allowed me to kind of disconnect. And so when I came back, I got to come back in a way that was appropriate for me. And that's how I kind of got over that I was having to do everything because I stepped back and let a lot of other people do things, and people got comfortable with seeing other people. So then I got to come back the way I wanted yeah. to, and that really worked for me well. Because I used to think everybody needs to get 100% of me all the time, yeah. and I have to, I have to, I have to. <laughs> but then you realize too, though, people just starting out, 
are really aren't even ready for your level. Yeah, yeah. They don't know. Yeah. They're not ready for it. You need to, to kind of build up to yeah. that because you're – I'm not saying you're wasting time with anyone, but they're not maximizing you. Yeah. By using you at certain levels. And that's why it's really good to trust other people, to develop people into your system. And then yeah, you, that's you exactly. train people exactly yeah. where you need to be. I have, I have some really good interns right now. They seem really good. Hopefully um, almost hopefully all of them or some of them will stick. And that's when it will alleviate me to work with like the top athletes and yeah. who really needs me. Because um, right now I'm still I'm still running around like oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, like you know. So you know, on the on a on the relationship level with the people that are working with you, especially with interns, the more opportunities you give them, and the more skills you give them to be successful, the better everything becomes. Yeah. Because then they start to appreciate the opportunity instead of feeling like they work for you. Yeah. They feel a part of it. Yeah. Instead of working for it. Yeah. And that's really cool to see. And, you know, I, I realized I had to get off of people's ass and let them do it their way. And I had to allow people to enjoy doing it their way, not just my way. And, you know, you got to let your ego go over time. Yeah. That was the big one. I, I was an authoritative dick for the longest time. I readily admit it. Uh, I'm not like that. Sometimes I, I wish I am because I feel like people, how I am, I think people... That was what was what a lot of it because I'm so nice and laid back. I think some of the a lot of the members back in the day think they had like almost say in the gym. Yeah, and like because I'm too nice and I don't know if you, yeah, I'm, I am. I have always been like that. I'm just very well, you're a accommodating guy. Yeah, and then and then that's what happened. I think a lot of the people think they actually have like a say in the gym, and that was what was going on. Now. I'm still nice, but I will never, I will never go through what I used to like. Just bite my tongue yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I would never. You don't, you don't want to compromise your principles. Yeah, to exactly. appease Negative people. Yeah, and that's what I was doing. But now I'm, I learned again. Like, yeah, now that'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. We all go through the ups and downs, man. It's the evolution of being an entrepreneur and yeah. business owner. And I thought it was, <laughs> man. I it all happened all at once. I left the gym actually, and not in great terms. And I. One of my uh, members was a realtor. We first spot we looked, it just happened so quick. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a spot. Um, I didn't. I didn't. So when you walked into that spot, did you just feel it? Yeah, it was not. It was. Isn't a, that crazy yeah. how that is? It was a little storefront. Um, it was actually near Reader's Ices in the borough. If anybody, Mammoth Avenue. I know. I yeah. know what you're talking. It was a little train station in the. Yeah. <laughs> so we had. It just happened so quick. I didn't. I mean, it was a shell shock of the equipment. How much equipment was? <laughs> Holy! I mean, people don't realize yeah. matting alone, kettlebells. Yeah. I never had to buy any, so I didn't. Yeah. That was that was the one thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. People think, you know. Yeah. They, I don't think people realize that Jim. In martial arts schools, you can get away with a mat and some heavy bags. Yeah. That's not cheap. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking metal. Yeah. You're talking about somebody's gonna have to weld some stuff together. Yeah. You're talking about weight on that. Pick that up. Oh, it's up. Uh, vibrating on the table. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really. It was a. Sh it was a shell shock with the equipment. People don't realize it, and especially at my gym now. Um, you know, with the conjugate system, like I'm very big with specialty bars. So yeah, I, I see. You're always with yeah, very, chains and bars. Yeah, and, and I just got a new band, uh, bar too. You know, I didn't need to buy that, and I just bought it really for my um, athletes. It's I'm sure it paid wear. for. It. I'm sure it paid for itself already. I'm, well, I used it a lot already. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But you know, I didn't. I don't have to buy that. I just you know, I like to. Well, I want my athletes to stay healthy and. Be, you you use the Iron Neck too, right? Yeah, Iron Neck is big. What, how did how did you come across Iron Neck? Um, actually, I heard about a few years ago before it started now it's getting a lot of uh, steam um and i looked into it and it was expensive i'm not gonna lie i mean what's it cost a regular i got oh, my old school neck from amazon with the neck um uh, strength you know the yeah. um harness um is was twenty dollars this is um uh, i think the what i the one i got was uh 600 holy shit so, yeah but damn but I, I kind of, but that's I, good. I kind of have like a, like not a, I don't want to say partnership, but they gave me for a big discount, and they're nice. the guys are great from Iron Neck, and uh, I mean, I feel, I feel the technology is on another level. Thing, you just won't see them in every gym because they're, they're six hundred dollars. Yeah, you can, like I said, I got my harness for twenty dollars, on Amazon. The one thing was with uh, the neck, a lot of people. Guys that come from striking backgrounds, you do realize that 
having a strong neck preserves your brain because having a stable neck, your head doesn't snap as bad when you get hit, yeah. which diminishes the amount of bouncing your brain does. So it definitely helps you. People talk about the jaw in fighting. I found out real early on it was more your neck than your jaw. Yeah. It's not your jaw. Getting hit on the jaw causes your head to snap in a, on that angle. But the stronger your neck is, the better. So I used to laugh all these guys with no necks were always so hard to knock out. It's like, yeah, because their head never moves yeah. when you hit it. <laughs> so yeah. I've been using it, and um, the, the athletes, the fighters seem to really like it. I've been using it a lot with Corey with this camp. Yeah, um, good for this yeah. fight too, especially with all the wrestling he's going to have to do tomorrow night. So we'll see. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the iron neck, and then you have, what is it, the Vertimax? Yeah, the Vertimax. That's another um, amazing pulley. That's pretty cool. Yeah, speed that's and agility system. pulley system. Yeah, there are a lot of jumping, explosive, explosive movement on that. Yeah, you can yeah. get really creative with it. I'm always thinking of different movements and explosive yeah. movements. That's what I'm very big on: explosive power, speed. What do you feel about running? It's oh. a lot of. It's a. It's good. It, it is a lot of wear and tear in your knees and yeah. your body. Um, road work. I want but to I, kill Carl right now with the amount of road work know, he's put he in. He ran in 10 miles like what, last, last week? He ran 10 miles like three times last week. Yeah. I want to kill him. I want to kill him. Yeah. He got lost at one point. Showed up in my office freezing cold. It's like, what happened? He goes, well, my phone died and I was 11 miles from home and I didn't know where else to go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's really crazy. Corey and Carl, if you put their output together, they probably oh. do more than every other athlete yeah. you work with. They're combined. unbelievable. It's insane. It's, yeah. Hardest working dudes yeah. ever. And the funny part about it is Carl was the laziest son of a bitch I ever trained for the longest time. And then like a switch flipped, and now you just can't get him to stop. I mean, this is like right now we're going, I think we're three weeks out. And he's the lightest he's ever been going in. And it's just because of all the damn road work. Yeah, he looks good. I think road work is really good for weight control. Yeah, yeah, and I think mentally, I think the grind of running is really good for your brain, especially when you're an athlete. You really get to be by yourself, yeah. and you're it's and a lot you're of in mental. pain, yeah. and you're having to push, but no one's hitting you. No one's yelling yeah. at you. You get to go do your own thing, and you get to go deep in your own head, and there, there's pros and cons. I'm not a big fan of running for combat sports. I don't think it's that necessary if your weight's not an issue. Yeah, if your weight's but not an issue, yeah. Some people feel different. I mean, somebody from Evolve and – Hong Kong put out an article. Evolve's considered to be one of the better gyms in the world, and they put out an article how combat sports athletes all should run. They should be running five miles and all this. And I'm like, maybe if you're a 135-pounder, but if you're a 205-pounder and you're running all the time, you're just going to have a bad knee. Yeah. I have four knee operations from all the running I did. Yeah. I blew my knee out. My doctor flat out said I destroyed my meniscus from the pounding of running. Yeah. It was just too much. But I don't know. I, I think explosive movement's the way to go because I think explosive movement combined with – Raw horsepower. I mean, deadlift is. Oh yeah, of course. You know, your I'm basic, still, yeah. Your basic power lifts. Yeah, yeah. Are super important. Yeah, I'm still. We yeah. we do a lot of different variations. We do pin, trap bar, bands, chains, with the deadlift. So your system, how hard would it be to, if you weren't living in freehold and you wanted to get to do something like you do, how how hard do you think it would be to put together a system for people to follow on their own? It wouldn't be that hard. It's the only thing is a lot of people don't have access to the specialty bars, bands, and chains. You would have to mix it up a little bit. Do you um, think you- that's why I I love people coming to me? You know, I don't, yeah, yeah, because I have all that stuff. Yeah, ultimately, I would like to see the all the data behind what you do get packaged into some way that the average person can benefit. Because I see so much shit out there. Yeah. I see so many people wasting time and money on shit. It's my number one thing. If you follow my Instagram, you see I all I do is yell at what the fitness industry pushes out. Yeah. I think 90% of the fitness industry puts out bro science just to freak you out so you stay paying your $19.99 a month for no results. Yeah. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. The shit that – the one that – this is the one that – the attitude of if you take this or do that – your body will perform differently than it was designed to is the shit that blows my mind. <laughs> like if you eat six times a day, yeah. your metabolism is going to be faster. Yeah. Okay, fine. Carl has to eat every two hours because he's burning, burning like 8,000 calories 10, a day. Cal- yeah. Like he has to yeah, support has the machine. To, yeah. But if you're sitting at a desk all day and you eat six times a day, I don't give a shit. You're going you're gonna to blow through your calorie yeah. max. The, and then you know you go to like the local – it used to be Workout World, now Jersey Strong. They have a juice bar and they're pumping out 2,000 calorie protein, protein shakes yeah, with for people butter. that just did 500-calorie yeah. workouts. Yeah. 
oh, you wonder why you're still fat after you've been on the treadmill for an hour? It's because you just freaking put <laughs> yeah. more than you burned, yeah. didn't you, you, you idiot? You put 1,500 yeah. calories more, yeah. I, I mean, people just don't understand the science of it. And then the spot reduction concept. How many people, how many times, do you, we've all had it. Anyone that's ever trained anyone has had the person come to them and say, I just want my butt to get smaller. Yeah. Or I just want my abs. abs yeah. Or I want my bicep. All, Your bicep yeah. system. Yeah. It's a system. It doesn't, you can't spot reduce. You can't do it. And then, or the wrapping shit too. The people that wrap themselves. Do you ever oh, see the yeah, body yeah. wrap? <laughs> oh, so basically that you're was dehydrating for, yourself. Yeah, that was hot for a while. Is that still? Yeah, no pun intended yeah. on that legitimately. <laughs> yeah. There's a doctor, there's a doctor in Freehold that, the, That's the plastic surgeon that it's does all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. They dehydrate people's guts so that they fit in their dresses better for yeah. weddings. I mean, and the shit. Fit, fitness industry is the only industry you don't really need a certificate to do anything. You could just open up a gym. Yeah. If you have money, anybody can open up a gym. No certifications, no training, no nothing. That's where CrossFit drives me nuts because they say they have their certifications. And sure, you have CrossFit certs. but I went through it. But the policing yeah. of the certs is not that big of a thing. Yeah. I mean, anybody can get a CrossFit certification. Yeah. I mean, that level of knowledge that you have to get is nothing nothing crazy. No, no, yeah. It's really nothing crazy. Yeah. And then, too, they don't even police the proximity of their gyms. You could open up four CrossFit no, gyms I was in a, one location I was an and they affiliate don't give a shit. For a year. They don't care. They don't care. They, they just didn't, want their And fee. they didn't step in one time. I figured somebody would come to see what I was programming, what I was doing. Not one time. No. And then care. they sent me about three months because um, it's $3,000 for the year. Yeah. And they wrote me. I said, honestly, there's not a chance that even if you gave it to me for free, I wouldn't be an affiliate again. You know, it was me and Maria were out of it at the time. We were just like, all right, let's just be an affiliate, see if it brings in. And people can see, like, you know, I would have CrossFitters doing drop-ins and they were, you know, they could see we're not really into it. We weren't into the CrossFit anymore. And we were, and we were never a hardcore uh, CrossFit gym anyway. I just wanted to it do marketing. it for marketing. But it was a waste. I wish yeah. I could have spent that money somewhere else. But you live and learn again. Yeah. The, and I had to change the name. I couldn't use anything Bulldog. So it was confusing. We were Bulldog Strength and Conditioning and Potent CrossFit. It was a cool name and a logo. Actually, my logo was cool. It was the jersey with a 100-pound metal plate in it. Oh, really nice. cool jersey. But it was confusing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some people I, – I know there are – I know of actually some really good CrossFit coaches that run yeah. really good no, programs. No, no, there's a lot people in great there. shape. Yeah. But I also know some really shitty yeah. coaches that don't do anything no. except promote it. And they – they follow the whatever the organization's trend is, and they market really well, and yeah. they pack the gym with a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Here's my CrossFit horror story. I had a woman come to the gym. She took my strength and conditioning, and she's like, I haven't trained in about two years. And I said, why? She was, well, I was doing CrossFit, and uh, they had me do 180-pound overhead squats. Her pelvis snapped in half. So she gets down to the bottom of her squat, and when she pushed up, so her arms fully extended overhead. Her pelvis snaps in half. And then her knee rolls in, and she tears her – so snaps pelvis, tears her meniscus, partially tears her ACL, and then her shoulder dislocates because the overhead weight twists, yeah, twist, and yeah. she blows her oh. shoulder out. So she had like six surgeries, has a plate put in her and all this stuff. She now runs triathlon. She's actually a pretty hardcore person. But, yeah, I, I, that's crazy. Yeah, overhead squats uh, are – that's a different animal. I don't even I don't that. believe in them because – It's, it's a combi- I'm very uncomfortable but, but doing it. So but I, that's a rigid motion and yeah, a flexible motion yep, together. You have to be super mobile. Your shoulders I, – I uh, used to try it in my shoulders. That was one of the few movements that my shoulders would bark on. I was like, I'm never going to even attempt this. So I don't do anything that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do to myself. I don't like kipping pull-ups either. I can do them like crazy. I'm very good form. But I, I don't like them. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I've not, I've never taught an athlete how to kip the or one, butterfly. I had a really good strength coach. He's an Olympic level power lifter was explaining to me that with kipping pull-ups, if you can't do it, the number with a dead hang, you shouldn't do it beyond with a kipping. Yeah. He said your body, once you get past, so if you can do 10 dead hangs, yeah. do 10 kipping pull-ups, once you get past that, then you're starting to get shoulder issues and yeah, back issues and it's just too much pressure on yeah. your overall system. Yeah. I messed up my right shoulder. I had a slap tear. From yeah, all the over the overuse. I got kicked in the elbow when I was eighteen, and my clavicle snapped, and my AC joint compressed. So my shoulder, I like this big knot in my shoulder sticking out, and I can do dead hang pull ups. I can't. I have trouble with getting certain weights. Like I can't do a lap pull behind my head without my shoulder really being an issue. And that's yeah. not really good for you anyway. Yeah. But anything where you're doing pressure behind your head and a kipping pull up with that full extension, yeah. I don't. I have a lot of. I have trouble, and it's not even mobility. It's literally my shoulder just doesn't yeah. work that your way AC, anymore. That's what I had surgery on. 
And that uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I've well, had people yeah. that got it repaired that the pain never went away. I got lucky. I had uh, um, I got her training fire rack. Um, they they kept me back. Uh, my unit went to Kuwait, um, and then I just did rehab, and it wasn't getting better. So I got sent to Fort Knox, Kentucky, and I got a one a, amazing surgeon that actually was just got back from my um, Afghanistan doing surgeries, and I got lucky. He goes, um, he goes, you have a, um, I guess it goes from one to four or zero to four separation. Yeah. I had a four. He goes, you know what a cadaver tendon is? And I was like, and he's like, I'm, we're going to use somebody's hamstring to hold down your, and I, he, I got lucky. He did an wow. amazing job. No pain. I'm stronger than I ever was. That's great. And I heard same thing with you. Like, it's just a crap shoot. And yeah. I just got lucky. He actually just got, got home from Afghanistan and. A combat surgeon is somebody that I would trust to work on yeah. me, because a lot of the lo- amazing a too. lot of the local surgeons that are not trauma surgeons, they look at you as just you're a used car. Yeah, yeah. they're just coming in, doing the work, moving it on, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like uh, a trauma surgeon, that's different. The level of care those guys have, and I, I know this from meeting a few over years. It's they have a different understanding of care because they're seeing. Pain from combat is very different than wear and tear injuries from white collar people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, the, the level of appreciation of where the indi- the injury comes from, a little bit more passionate about their, yeah, yeah, their job. Definitely. So you got lucky with that one for sure. Yeah, I got lucky. So you're going to go down to the fights this weekend? Yes. I was going to try to go on the weigh-ins tonight, I got to see. Yeah. Yeah. I like to just... You got to, tickets for tomorrow? To, yep. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm going down as well. So what do you think of the fights tomorrow? It's a great card. I'm actually a, surprised at how nice a card this came together yeah. and how little press it's actually getting. I know. People are acting because of fight night. I guess they're not giving it, but I mean, yeah, it's a great card. Frankie yeah. coming back this quick. I know. I mean, Kevin Lee fights, and then he missed weight. Did he? Yeah. So I get. Um, I guess Edson gets twenty percent of the purse. How much Edson, he missed by? Only a pound, but he oh. couldn't lose. Yeah. He just didn't have wow. the time. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. It's I didn't his first actually, time. It was his first time. He said it ever. He's hot and cold. Edson and him, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then Corey on the card. You know, I think Corey Pat Cummings will be interesting. That's a great fight, too. I I think Corey has just too many tools in the tool bag for this. Pat Cummings, I think he's mad at him, too, because he wouldn't have fought Ovin St. Pru if Cummings didn't pull out of that fight. So I think he really wants to hurt him. Yeah, yeah. So... I, I, I saw changes in Corey this, this camp versus any other time I've seen him. It, it was a, there's a different energy to him coming off that last fight. He's a little bit more focused on, the, on hurting somebody. Yeah. You know, sometimes Corey likes to grind guys, where this one I think he actually wants to hurt this yeah. dude. Which His stand-up should, should be superior, I'm guessing. I think Cummings yeah. is going to want to try to make it dirty, take yeah. him to the ground. Cummings takes a lot of damage, throws weird punches, yeah. and then just – Uses that wrestling. Grind, His wrestling's phenomenal. Yeah, he'll grind you out. That's what he wants to do. But I think I don't. If you haven't seen Corey wrestle live, I don't think you really understand how strong. No, yeah, he's, he is. yeah, he's very that good wrestler too. Very so, strong. Yeah, he's so strong, and he's you know mentally tough, physically strong, technically sound. I mean, ugh, I I I hate fights where guys I know are going in. I hate giving out like predictions know, on it because I, I don't want to jinx know, the damn yeah. thing. So I just am like, okay, it looks really good yeah, for him. Yeah, Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Frankie is the one, man. I I hate to say this. I have to be honest about it. Coming off that last fight, going right back at it. Yeah, I don't you really think it's a little too early. It, yeah. it hardly ever goes well. Yeah. But it's fucking Frankie, though. <laughs> There's, I don't know. He He's such a freak. Yeah. At his age, after all the fights he's had... And he's getting better. His last fight, he got caught, and I I called up Mark immediately off that fight. I said, "You step into that cage enough times, that shit's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen." He didn't lose his chin. And he's Brian's not big. aging. He's a big fighter too. Huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. It just is gonna happen. You're gonna get caught. Yeah. I mean, Mayweather didn't get caught, but you know that's the freak. He's the he's the one percent of one percent that can get through this unscathed. You're gonna get caught. Yeah. It just. I don't know too many fighters that end well at the end. It just happens. Yeah. But Frankie, I don't think this is the end. I think Frankie, I just see him doing things in the gym that I'm shit. Yeah. A year ago, he wasn't doing this. Yeah, even He's Saturday still when I went there, you were there too. Yeah. His last, he just was moving. He looked good. I actually think the lack of sparring going into this fight works in his favor. Just wear and tear. Yeah, That's I, what, yeah. he just because he just well he couldn't too. Yeah, so. he wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Technically, wasn't allowed to, and yeah. he just rolled from that camp into this camp and. 
he just kept working on the things he was working on before, and he saw it as the right opportunity. We'll see. I mean, he beat this dude already once before. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think he's gonna wrestle fuck him. I think he's gonna actually. I think it's gonna be a stand-up war. Yeah, I yeah. think he's gonna try and chip him up. Yeah, That's and it's not the same Cub either. Cub's different now. Yeah, Cub's he's better. better now. Yeah, he's better. Yeah, better boxer. Yeah, I don't know how much better a wrestler. He's a much better boxer now than he was, yeah. which. Makes it a little scary for yeah. me, but it's, whatever. It's a great card, though. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And then shit. Then we turn around pretty fast, heading down to Rio with Carl. So, and I, I think Marlon's on that card too. No, Marlon's um, in. Ithaca. Oh no, they moved him to Ithaca. Ithaca. Yeah. He was originally with Sarge. She's fighting too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Rio. That's going to be fun. So, I've been watching. Talk about. Do you follow the guy Carl's fighting on Instagram? Cesar Mutante. I looked at him when he they first announced. I, I've been following him. You would like throw up in your mouth if you saw what his strength coach is doing with him. He's bodybuilding. Yeah. He's like he's on he's on the Smith machine, you know. Oh, he's doing, God. and then he's got a coach who has him holding a weight and going submit him, submit him, submit him. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? So he's doing like these weird reverse bicep curls to mimic choking somebody oh. out. And I'm like, what are we doing? Oh. You, isometric I, holds are the best for that. Uh, <laughs> you don't think, need to all that. <laughs> I think he's gonna try and wrestle fuck Carl. Yeah, because I don't think I. I he'll probably. What's everybody his deal tries. anyway? I. What's his like? He was a striker who then turned into a wrestler after he got hurt a few times. He oh, got knocked right. out a couple times. He used to fight at one seventy. And the one thing I found out is the late Sean Tompkins was his coach for a little while, which makes it kind of weird. So he actually comes from a striking background yeah. similar to mine, but. I don't. I haven't seen him. He's a weird. He's like a. So you think he's gonna Vito try to knock off? Gonna try to take Carl down? Probably. He's the minute Carl, st- the best strikers go with Carl and want to take Carl yeah, down so, because the minute he hits him, yeah. I don't think anyone really understands until they get in there with him how explosive he is. Yeah. I mean, you've worked with a lot well, of explosive yeah. athletes. Yeah. You see the explosion in him. Yeah. Now. There are guys that I've been hit with over the years that they hit me hard, and it hurts. It's like you feel like a thud mm. when Carl hits you. It feels like you're getting hit with the edge of a rock. <laughs> it's like this painful, penetrating crack. It's the worst feeling in the world. No one's dropped me in my entire life more than I. my last fight. I did it when I was 40, and I sparred with Carl, and I was like, this is the worst, this is the worst feeling I've ever had sparring <laughs> in my life. This just sucks. Yeah. He just hits so fucking yeah. hard. He went to the UFCPI and they told him that his quick trigger was like off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're like, we don't even know how to how to, we don't even know how to say where this is. Like this is just like other world. Yeah. Corey was crazy strong. Like Corey's yeah, was force was off yeah. the chart. Carl's quick trigger was yeah. off the chart. They you put them both together, me. forget it. Yeah. They'd be like <laughs> unstoppable. But yeah, that quick trigger. I mean, it's unbelievable what it allows him to do. And you know from lifting, too, like that first X amount of inches, the first one, he blows through yeah. it. And that's why he can put up like weight that he yeah, does because yeah. that, that just snap. It's just something to experience. He cracked my ribs last time we were getting ready for his last fight. I was showing him a tight waist, and I said, push your – like really snap your hips. And he had a – it was too high, and it was across my lower rib, and he snapped his hip into me, and I felt my ribs like bend, and then it like popped a bit. Oh. And I was like, get off me, get off me, get off me. And he was like, what? I was like, I, you just exploded through my floating rib. I was like, I'm, I'm screwed. I couldn't breathe for like three weeks. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Carl. And he's like, yeah, I didn't even go hard. I'm like, fuck you. That really hurt. That was, that was pretty damn hard to me. Yeah, he, he, he's a freak. Do you have anyone that you're working with on the on the young side, like some of the people that are either a high level amateur or someone that's just entering pro that you see like physical freak potential? Um, Ryan Rizzo is really good. I didn't work with him for this camp. Um, he just won the title for Maverick. He's turning yes. pro. He's very good. He's probably one of the best amateurs. Um, and Mike DeLuisa is really good. He's got good potential. Um, he's out of uh, Driven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have so many fighters right now. It's <sighs> Phil Caracappa has very good potential, too. He's a pro. Um trying to take my roster i mean yeah. i mean everybody's got potential that's yeah, working I mean, with you but, but there's certain people yeah, that you, you see s- like there's that like extra yeah. spark yeah yeah ryan, ryan rizzo's good steven regman just started with us yeah regman's very good too he's got very good potential and carl too. and i said carl no offense but i see a bit of what i saw in you in this kid yeah. and carl even said no offense i see that shit too yeah. he goes he's one of the only guys that's come through for our to yeah, like he's be got, on our team that he's like 
I see it. Yeah. He's like, this kid's got the magic. Yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. hopefully he he has a he has he works a lot. So I mean, yeah. Does, I, hopefully he gets to train enough. You know, like I don't really get to see him as much as I like to. I, he's he only, signing. He's signing with Sucker Punch yeah. now, and he's got. We're working to get him a fight. Yeah, and we're scheduling his training. What are you thinking for a fight for him? I I, th- I think they're looking for Cage Fury in okay. Philly. All right. Yeah, yeah, CFFC, yeah, the yeah. one that they have the Philly card yeah, coming the Philly, up. Yeah. I think they're looking at that for an opponent for him. I mean, honestly, there's no reason why he wouldn't be on Contender Series. Yeah, no, he's perfect for that. they just have to get the matchmakers to recognize yeah. him for it. But, I mean, coming out of ring combat and stuff, they should have seen him. So, hopefully, it'll be CFFC or, or Contender Series. You know, Teed's got his fight lined up already for Yeah, him. so I'm, I'm, I'm actually – BJ Young's now doing his camp with me, full camp nice. for his CFFC and Sean Teed, too. Yeah, Teed just started yeah. working with me last week. We yeah. started working with him, too. He's so. a big heavyweight. No, oh, he, shit, is he a big he's boy. Big, but his, his opponent looks big, too. His opponent's ginormous. Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> That's shit. a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, this – He's got to be at another level for this fight. Yeah, I told him starting Monday, guy. he said, we're going to be three times a week. I'm going to, yep. I told him I'm going to get his conditioning on another level. Yeah, doing more striking yeah. will help him too because yeah, yeah. he's been wrestling his way through life. So, I mean, even – it's funny. I get a lot of I get a lot of wrestler-grappler guys come through, and they stay that in their fights, but their conditioning goes up, and it's just by rounding out the skill set, they get a more dynamic sense of themselves, and that's why – it's important that you kick and you punch and you knee and you elbow and you clinch and you don't just wrestle. It, it gives you, you get, striking will make you faster, lighter on your feet, makes your shot more explosive, makes you just tougher. Yeah. You can take the hits better. It, it's, it's, you know, you got to invest in that. I don't give a shit if your job is to take the guy down. You still got to be able to stand. Yeah. You know, the Gracies always say, oh, 90% of fights go to the ground. I'm like, yeah, well, 100% of them stand on the feet, motherfucker. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, they're all, they all start on their feet. Yeah. You got to know what the hell you're doing. And yeah. So T will be interesting. I think this is, he's actually at that point too. He's at that age. He's at that experience level. Like this will be the big test. This and is it's the one. weight class too. They're looking yeah. for USC needs. That's the one weight class. Yeah. Yeah. So he's really got the opportunity. I told him the other day, I said, you shouldn't be stressed out about it. You should just do the work so that you can maintain the excitement for it. Because the biggest part is, you know, you go into camp and you're all excited and then you get into camp and then you start getting the doubts and the weirdness because that's just what happens. We're human beings. The doubt we have is there. It's designed to make us truly be committed to whatever it is we do. I mean, how many decisions have you made in life that the doubt creeps in? Pretty much every one, right? (laughs) But yeah. you have to get through the doubt, and then yeah. you make yeah. the right decision, decision and yeah. then you're good. Yeah. And then you go back to being passionate again. Yeah, yeah. But for a minute, the passion goes away, yeah, and you always, go, what the always, fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It doesn't matter. Business, yeah. fighting, whatever. So think about it under the pressure cooker of fighting. They got they go through the same process. Yeah. So for him, I told him, I said, do the work. I, I, he told me he wanted to do the three times a week with you, and I was like, yeah, man. You better, you better live in that fucking gym yeah. and get in the best shape of your damn life. Yeah. and. Let's do some extra rounds and let's get you some heavyweights, more heavyweights for sparring, and let's like make it happen. There's not too many heavyweights, right? It sucks. Yeah, above 170 is so hard. Yeah, it's just so hard. Yeah, I mean we have. If we didn't have Corey, I don't know who we'd have. I know. Yeah, it's Rex Harris. I've got too. Rex. Rex came and worked out with you too. Yeah, yeah. He's he was good. Rex is tough. Yeah, he's tough, dude. Yeah, he's all muscle. Oh my god. Yeah, (laughs) he's Rexilla over there. Jesus. (laughs) So yeah. I do have a lot of guys in camp right now, so it's exciting. Yeah, Rex has got Rex is part of that uh, professional PF, yeah, fight P- league, whatever fight league. Yeah, PFL. Yeah, yeah, I think his first fight's actually gonna be Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's that's the their first show, first show, and he thinks he's gonna get on that. Wow, so nice. that would be great. Yeah, especially due to the fact that it's Mike's kid's actual due date. Oh. So <laughs> being local like that really helps yeah, if yeah. I have to be there. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We got a lot of big fights coming up with a lot of really good people, and yeah, it's nice to have the crossover. Carl and I talked about it before. Like, I have strength and conditioning here. I've run strength and conditioning for him from the beginning, and it all, we always did our thing. But uh, to have another opinion and to get out of the gym and go somewhere else, it just makes the camp less grinding. Yeah. It's nice to have more than one person telling you what to do in the same box every day. Yeah. We used to be here three times a day. Yeah, you know, morning, noon, and night, we were coming in here, and you get sick of this place yeah, after a while. Yeah, with anything. Yeah. yeah, you make so making the rounds has definitely helped. Yeah, it's good, and that's why we like going to Nick's and getting to your spot, and we even go to Driven, and yeah, Carl goes to Dante's, yeah. and you know, 
this is home base, but we float. That's yeah. my philosophy. Go wherever you got to go to yeah. get the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about me. It's about these guys being at their best and whatever combination we got to put together to do that. That's what we do. Yeah. Is what it is. So, Keith, I know you want to try and make way in, so I'm uh, not going to kill you much longer here. I appreciate you finally making it yeah. in, man. It wasn't that bad. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not comfortable with, uh, you're not, you're not, uh, you didn't think you were as comfortable as talking as you ended up being. Look yeah, at you. You did fine. Bad, right? I bad. told you. you, just I sound gotta, <laughs> you don't sound nervous at all or off nothing. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about stuff you know. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, and you did good with it. Yeah. So, so you let people know who you are, where you come from. We're good. So people that want to train with you, find out about you, give them the rundown, website, social, let them have it. All right. So the website is BulldogStrongNJ, like New Jersey.com. Uh, my Instagram, I think it's the same thing. Bulldog Strong NG, uh, NJ um, at um, Instagram and Facebook is the business page is Bulldog Strength and Conditioning. That's the actual name of the gym. Um, that's really it. We're in Freehold, um, 1731 Genesee Drive, Freehold Township uh, Warehouse. Um, that's it, really. Um, you want to do any shout outs like, to anybody? Anybody, your sponsors or anything like uh, that? Well, like I said, I'm partnering with um, and I'm trying to do more with them. Thrive. They're great uh, guys. Yeah. We're great trying guys. to. I met with them last week. Yeah, they're busy they too. They know but, their stuff. Yeah, Thrive, uh, New Jersey Nutrition. Jeff over in New Jersey Nutrition, awesome guy. Um, just partnered up with Iron Army. Uh, guys are great, uh, great supplements. Um, that's Frankie Eggers' yep. uh, supplement brand. Uh, who else? I'm um, trying to do something with Pure Spectrum, but they keep on calling me. They sent me samples, but again, I'm yeah. I'm hopefully, in a and then hopefully, like four or five months, the gym's running a little smoother. I'm not trying to wear as uh, as many hats, but you know, so I can maybe do something with these partnerships too. So um, yeah, so just look us up. Um, like I said, BulldogStrongNJ.com for the website, and the same thing for Instagram. Um, I want to throw out. We brought up Thrive real quick because I did. I met with them the other day. They they work with Teed and they work with Carl and Phil and Phil yeah. and all three of them have had really positive results. Yeah, and one people of, are loving it. One of the main things about them is they do acupuncture and they do chiropractic. Yeah. And a lot of people will be turned off by both of those things yeah. because they say it's not science based. But the one thing I found out was with the acupuncture, it's actually a medical doctor's system of acupuncture so it's not one of these you know i don't even know what words to use for no, it, i've been hearing great thing about their acupuncture yeah based everyone's acupuncture yeah, everyone says it's different and it's amazing yeah it's not it's it's not you know somebody in the back of a health food store it's an actual medical science-based yeah, acupuncture yeah. which is really cool i mean carl in particular at one point had his lats were failing him they just were not working yeah. and they used the acupuncture to get his lats moving again and got a lot of uh his mobility and range of motion and all that kind of stuff together. So I've seen the results, yeah, yeah, they're good. and yeah. I know people that have suffered and not been able to get results at all have gotten results from them in a short period of time. So that's a good little plug for the Thrive guys. If you are in the Spring Lake area and you have issues, you definitely need to check them out. Also, I want to give my shout-out to my girlfriend and nutritionist. She's very good. Um, we also do nutrition. Yeah. She'll probably kill me. Um, that's another thing too. I'm not going to get well, into it now. Well, she's not going to kill you because I'm going to have her on and she could talk about her yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want her to come on. But that's another thing we didn't get into is the weight cuts with these fighters. You know, they're either going to be working with somebody outside. I don't mind, or they have to work with Maria. We just been. It's it's a reflection on us. They're not working with Maria and not making the weight, but they're going to. The weight cuts have been terrible. You think? Some, yeah. It's awful. It's awful. The amount of bro science being applied to weight cuts drives me nuts. Yeah. We have a very specific system here. Guys that fight for me cut in a particular way. Yeah. It's a safe way. Yeah. The, there's so much shit going on out there. The 20 pounds in two days is just crazy. Uh, Three days, four. Look, there, there's ways that you can cut really high amounts. Yeah. But, but there and, are guys that are cutting weight that they don't have to cut. Yeah. And the one... We're kind of going off into another topic as we're ending, but I'm, we, it, you know, this is really important because there are so many guys that are really doing damage to themselves. Yeah. The one thing I throw out there to guys that are cutting long term, the guys that are like dehydrating themselves over a week, that are doing the rubber suit and the sauna and all that shit, the problem ends up becoming is when you overcut, 
your organs start pumping out fluid because you don't have fluid. So yeah. you get to the point Almost where you shut down, right? Yeah. And so they stop sweating. Yeah. Your kidneys and your liver yeah. starts. And what do your kidneys and liver do? They process everything. Yeah. So the liquids that they they start pumping out, it's like toxic, toxic. sludge yeah. that it's trying to replace the water with. And then your lymph system goes nuts. And I know a professional fighter in particular retired and he told everybody it was one reason but the reality of it was he cut way too much weight and he ended up with a chronic lymph node problem from weight cutting wrong and he just had a infection that just ravaged his body from it you really have to watch i had a fighter once was cutting wrong too he got uh got a urinary tract infection and kidney stones all from drying his system out improperly yeah. there you, there's a like way there's a just, science to it there's a side well yeah definitely science but it seems like these fighters are just some of them are just trying they're not fighting at the uh at the it's smart weight it. class no yeah because they want to be they they think they're going to be uh cut down and they're going to be stronger at that weight class meanwhile if they do make weight they're feeling they're shit. yeah but that's that balance <laughs> that they're not getting they're yeah. not understanding of how to make weight and understanding the diminishing return it does on your performance yeah. and then understanding the shape you have to be in to compensate for that lack. Yeah. So when I, if I was fighting a three-round fight and I had to cut more than 12 pounds, this is what, I just knew this with myself. It was just me. Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. But I knew if I was doing a three-round fight and I was going to cut more than 12, every pound above 12 I cut was another round of shape I had to be in. So if I was going to cut 13 pounds, I had to be in a four-round no, shape. Yeah. That's just the kind of the math yeah. that I knew worked for me best. Everybody's different, yeah, every- but you have to think that way. You have to realize, okay, fully hydrated and healthy, you can do X amount of work, but then you've got to realize after dehydrating yourself and then doing your recovery, you have to look at what's going to be the diminish at that point. How much of your performance are you going to lose? And now are you ready to actually do what you set out to do? So you have to compensate on that and you've got to have better cardio than you would normally need yeah. if you're going into a harder weight cut yeah. or whatever. But that's where having a nutritionist and the right strength yeah. coach and people around you that are telling you the right thing yeah. instead of saying shut the fuck up and sweat it out, yeah, yeah. Saying, thinking about your well-being. Yeah. Th- that's what I find the biggest is these young fighters have no clue. No. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> and they feel like they're being a pussy asking yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I stop. embarrassed. Yeah. You're, you're not being a pussy. Yeah. You're being smart. Do yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. And don't do the bro science. I had one trainer. He actually cut me off on uh, he blocked me on social because he got mad at me because he kept posting these dumbass posts like oh I'm in the gym it's 90 degrees and I have the rubber suit on and then I would comment like what are you doing like are you trying to kill yourself <laughs> like you literally you're damaging yourself and you're promoting a system of of training that you're literally going to kill somebody yeah, yeah. like what are you doing you're baking your body <laughs> It's insane. They say Muhammad Ali, actually, a lot of his Parkinson's was not just from the damage he took, but from living in the rubber suit. He used to train in a rubber suit yeah. for hours on end. They said, well, when, him, yeah. but your brain swells. Yeah. Your brain swells from elevating the temperature for long periods of time. So if you're going to cut weight, you want to you want to elevate your body temperature for the shortest amount of time possible so your brain doesn't swell yeah. because that swelling doesn't come down. And then also your brain swells when your um, salts and your body and your blood sugar levels change dramatically and that's exactly what we do in weight cut like, yeah and we're going into a, a, a sport where you're getting punched in the head yeah. you, you don't want your brain swelling there's a way to do this to preserve yourself better and all these guys have to learn this yeah so yeah. all right we went off topic but right. again well, i every, wanted to bring that up yeah no i'm glad you did and you know what, honestly we'll bring maria back on yeah. and you can come back on again too and you know we should we should, we'll, we can talk about some horror stories and some, some uh, success stories about weight cutting and you know more than anything just get the right information out there so that people don't hurt themselves because yeah, yeah. that's what we just don't want to have happen. So. And another note, too, is we don't – Bulldogs only does not uh, – doesn't only train um, like MMA fighters. I'm starting to get in like a little bubble. I have a lot of student athletes that are yes. all different, baseball, football. But I, I'm – you know, we have so many – I mean, we probably – we like corner the market almost in fighters, but that's because the system works. Yep. But a system works for football. I mean, I have soccer, football, you name it, the sports, lacrosse, hockey, um, regular Joes. You know, my. If you of, just want to look better, feel yeah, better, be exactly. better. Exactly. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. Cor- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would never be like that, you know. I no, mean, it's not a fighter's gym. It's just yeah. you've gotten a lot of fighters because your yeah, system, system in general works. Yeah. And, you know, we have common friends that that are not fighters that train with you because the results are good for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good training is good training. Yeah, exactly. It's a good system and I'm always learning and I'm, you know, I, I always say I have like that white belt mentality. That's the way you got to yeah. be, man. I'm always studying. I, you know, yeah. I have a very open mind about 
training. Like, you know, if it's, you know, if it works, it works. Yeah. And you don't question it. Yeah, yeah. Too many guys let their ego get in the way yeah, because yeah. they didn't come up with it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If it works, it's your job. Yeah. Our job is to provide value to our customer base. Yep. The only way keep to keep them do healthy. That That's the results. main thing. It's results. Yeah, especially athletes. Keep them healthy. Yeah. That's the main thing. Because one guy gets fucked up because he feels like he wasn't in shape. Yeah. You're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in big trouble. So, Keith. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me finally. Maybe you can make weigh-ins. I don't know. Time hasn't flown too bad here. I was thinking about it. It's not a debt, but tomorrow's. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I got to get down there too. I got to meet the guys from Sucker Punch. They gave me a, they got me a bunch of new equipment, which is cool. They make their own equipment. So they for give like striking pads uh, and stuff. Right, cool. So yeah, they got me a bunch of stuff to yeah. play some of the other gear I've been burning through because yeah. Once again, I mean, Carl and I, I go through mitts. Oh, but, him, uh, yeah, forget, forget it. it. Yeah, forget I actually it. just started yeah. following Sucker Punch and the the, the manager. Uh, Brian and Brian. Yeah. Yeah, it's Brian so, Hamper and Brian Butler. Yeah, I just started following Really good too. dudes. They do a lot of really good things for these guys. So, All right, this is Keith with Brian, and this is The Hive. The Hive can be found at thehivecast.com. You can find me at brianwright732.com, brianwright732 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, look me up, Brian Wright. It's W-R-I-G-H-T. You can find the gym, killerbcsa.com, killerbcsa on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well. So you know who we are. You know where to find us. This is The Hive, and we are out.